We've been living most our lives, living in a hedgehog paradise. <laughs> living in a hedgehog paradise. Did you see um, Weird Al responded to that? No. Yeah, he was like, I think he tweeted something about like, I'm not sure how I feel about them using a parody of my parody. <laughs> That's awesome. I actually would have preferred Amish Paradise in the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer, which is what we are referring to currently. What an atrocious piece of cinematic failure. Just awful looking. I my mean, goodness. I don't know yet. I don't know yet because I haven't seen it. So It is ironic that creepy, realistic Pokemon animals are video game characters put on the big screen and now Sonic is doing the same exact thing creepy hairy ugh, just like what like what's with Sonic in the hair it's like the teeth too I think people are commenting on how he's, looks, he's got like normal person teeth he's been like smoking though like <laughs> there's something about like the yellow fur is kind of putting off mm. like a little bit of that mm. Sonic's been you know, he's got to go fast. So. He's, a, he's like up. a pack a day kind of guy. I would, yeah, I totally buy that for sure. <laughs> I, I would imagine that Sonic, yeah, he's fast, but he's faster when he does some drugs. I think he probably does cocaine. Caffeine. Yeah, caffeine. Yeah. Um, he like snorts a line and then rolls. You he's know. like, <laughs> gotta go fast. Literally, literally that sound. <laughs> Like, that's the sound of Sonic spinning up right there. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes From Something, episode 44. My name is Isaac Ransom. Sorry, I was taking a big swig. Uh, my name's Cameron Tuttle. I guess we all need some sort of liquid to keep us going through. <laughs> Sonic included. Mm. I, this is a curious question. Do they have such something called liquid cocaine? Is that a thing? Yeah. I'm too innocent. I don't. We don't do any drugs. Yeah, liquid. I mean, they don't. They don't use liquid cocaine now, but they used to use it. That's how they used to administer it when it was legal still. It was legal at a time? Yeah, 100%. I had no idea. It was a pain medicine. Oh. Yeah. That's why in um, in Red Dead, you can get cocaine gum. Oh, that, ma- that makes total sense. And I forgot they put it on cocaine. You're right. I did play Red Dead. I was like, oh, yeah. And cocaine was in part of the original Coca-Cola uh, that's formula. That's right. I'm yeah. straight tripping. Well, this episode is not about drugs, as a matter of fact, fitting with our intro Let's talk about drugs. We're talking about video games. The, the, the best kind of drugs. The worst kind of drugs, actually. This episode is all about the worst video games we have ever played. Is it ironic that, um, that Sonic is a terrible game and now it's got a terrible movie? Or is that just fitting? I it think it's fitting. Sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like... For the people who are like, oh, this looks terrible, in my head, I'm like, what did you expect? Dude, it's like, yeah. Re- did anybody really like Sonic as a kid? I, it was just because they didn't have a money to, the money to buy an, like a Nintendo console, right? I like Sonic. I did. But I like Mario, too. I, it was like the same for me. The same kind of love. And then I had like a weird... That's disheartening. I had like a weird <laughs> Mega Man phase. Really? Yeah. Well, here's the thing about Sonic. As a kid, Sonic like... He's just aesthetically cooler than Mario. Mm, Mario's uh, a little mm. bit of a plump plumber. <laughs> He's got a mustache. I'm yeah, like, I, I don't g- relate with this, but like yeah, spiky so. blue, high-pitched voice, hyper, running fast. Like 
that was like whoa i'm yeah i'm a kid i guess the colors were just never my vibe you know what i mean i always liked blue like super bright greens and blues and like yellows and what's weird is that i didn't really like any of the sonic games that i owned too much i there was only two that i really liked sonic battle adventure sonic battle adventure 2 yeah because it was split screen that was really fun to play Mm. and there was another one called sonic advance 3 um, and oh, the Sonic turn-based strategy game, no, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> that, uh, this is a Game Boy game, and it was fun. It's actually a pretty good game. Mm. I will give it to Sonic Advance 3. The only problem with those Game Boy games is you get going so fast that the, the game can barely keep up. That's, that was so confusing. Like, why are you moving fast <laughs> on a 2D plane and the camera never zooms out, right? Mm. Same with the... But, like, so the transition to 3D for Sonic should make sense because it would play more like a racing game, right? I guess so, yeah. Except they've never got it right. I would be excited to see, like, the Mirror's Edge developers <laughs> make a Sonic the Hedgehog game or, or, or some sort of, like, racing company yeah yeah uh make a a, a sonic racing like game but it's still 3d mm. and we're gonna get to the sonic racing games uh later in this episode but everything comes from something is a podcast about unoriginality and as as you might know cameron and i are fans of video games and our taste comes from something aka this show is broad we can talk about whatever the heck we want <laughs> and so today of course we're talking about the worst video games we have played quick side note though this is not the worst video games of all time. This is our subjective experience playing some games. There are going to be games on this list that you might actually like. But surprise, we hated them. You think? I don't think anybody's going to like this list. No, I have some on my list that people, that people will, like. Well, people will definitely like. Hmm. Okay. And, you know, as we talk about this, it comes down to, like, experience. You know, maybe I had something bad to eat uh, that day. Sometimes my patience is just wearing thin for that specific moment when I was gaming, but that is uh, beside the point. We are going to be talking about games that we dislike and we'll hopefully identify why we dislike them. If you're a a video game appreciator like Cameron and I, hopefully you'll find some fun in hearing our critique of these games. But before we get to the episode, big shout out to our Patreon producers, Darren O'Neill, Kiana Lay Yap, and Ariel and Eric Walk. Thank you guys for supporting the show on a executive producer level they are the ones that help us create topics and whatnot and hopefully you know i actually haven't hit up darren or ariel or eric too recently i hope they're enjoying the show still yeah you gotta hit them up yeah what do you do here huh nothing but uh <laughs> yeah anyways <laughs> all right let's just move on from that um do we have a question from them I uh, I think Kiana sent us something, if you want to pull it up, on okay. Patreon. If you want to support us on Patreon.com, you can check us out, patreon.com slash podcast. Of course, listen to the show first, decide if you like it or not. We got multiple tiers, but we're doing a tier re- rework at episode 50. Uh, just as a reminder for those of you who listen to the show at episode 50, we'll be taking a two-week break. Going to do some rebranding, rethinking, and making the show fresh and new. Of course, we have social media stuff. You can follow us there, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I already said that. And let's get into the topic, unless we have a question. Sorry, it's like it's just going slow. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, Patreon. Oh, my gosh. Launch date for new creator plans. Oh, did you hear about this? This Patreon no. stuff? No, I have not. Man. Maybe we should rebrand on that day. When it rebrands? Yeah, no, I think... Time. I think... No, I don't know. We, we could talk about it later. Um, anyways, let's, let's get this up. Let's do a question. Uh... Describe, oh wait, oh, what's the craziest or weirdest interaction you've ever had with a stranger? 
I had a weird feeling that we already talked about this. Did we? It's okay. I'll bring up one. Okay. The weirdest experience I had with a stranger was this old, probably over 60-year-old man at a Starbucks. And I I may have mentioned this story before on the podcast. Mm. Just such an obscure experience. This old man that came in with two ladies, I made him a mocha, and he like walked up after finishing the mocha, slams it on the counter, and was like, that mocha was so good. (laughs) And I was just like, all right, like... And my coworker was like, do you want another one? And he's like, yes, I want another one. And so we were like, two mochas? We were like, okay, like we can make you another one straight up. I kid you not. This The second we take the cup, this guy hard, he starts hard cranking his nipples right in front of us. <laughs> Twisting those uh, dials, man. Straight up guitar pots. All right. Just... <laughs> Straight yanking it, man. And he's wearing one of those golf polo shirts, too. Mm, mm. So it's like very, very clear. One of my coworkers just started dying. Like he he was laughing so hard he walked in the back. The guy who was ringing him up for the second mocha didn't notice till like halfway through. And I was just like, I was like, I'm never going to forget this. this what is do the, you do at that point? He was just enjoying himself, dude. Mm, I had no, mm. I was just surprised. Hmm. Beyond surprised. Okay. That's a pretty weird interaction. Yeah. I was walking down in downtown SF, um, probably like a year ago, maybe. And um, downtown SF is like a weird, weird place. Um, but I, uh, I was walking down the street, and then some guy, he just, he just grabs me. He just grabs me by the shoulders, <laughs> and he's like, he just looks at me, and then he laughs, and then he walks away. That's it. He doesn't say anything. He just grabs me, laughs, and walks away. That's beautiful. And I was like, <laughs> city's weird. I need to get out of here. <laughs> I like that story. That was probably like me in the future just coming back in time to say hi to you. I don't think it was you, but. Oh. Um, That's besides <laughs> the point. Well, you know, I guess I made a good mocha or something, but yeah. I've also been on a bus where someone peed. That, that's pretty unfortunate. There's a lot of weird interactions I've had before. And if you've known me and you've walked around with me, particularly in San Francisco or in some sort of rougher area of town, there's like, there's uh, we've all had these experiences, okay? You're walking in a rough neighborhood and there will be a guy yelling or some like weird, just very obscure interaction, right? Mm. Where there's a person like screaming or he's like looking at everybody and like swearing under his breath and things like that and you know of course some of this is mental illness but some of it i'm just like maybe like what is actually like wrong with these like like, what's going on i've always wanted to walk up to someone and be like excuse me like what's your deal like i like i'm serious i'm like no seriously tell me what is wrong with you right like what is why are you causing this huge ruckus like do you just need attention like is no one paying attention like what is the deal i think they're just drugged up i mean like it could be for drugged the most up, part. but it, it's it's also like normal people too mm. you know you're in a restaurant and someone's flipping out right about something you're, yeah I just wanna, or you're on the bus and someone's like yelling yeah i just want to walk yeah. up and be like dude what like can you just tell me what is going on with you like excuse me sir i'm just like i'm beyond curious actually. yeah yeah yeah. what would lead someone to just become that wild to yell in a restaurant 
or delirious or something like hmm. what it, what is it what would it take you to like start yelling in a restaurant not not much i would do it for a joke actually really probably but like anything serious would you yell in a restaurant uh, it depends how like i've only had a few like actual mental flip outs before <laughs> like what one time i i i will admit and i freaked my dad out because i'm i'm a pretty laid-back guy yeah definitely there was a time where i like legitimately had a panic attack and freaked out and it was my first so i had waited a semester to go to san jose state Mm -hmm. and my first semester i had missed the payment and they dropped me from every class i had signed up for Mm. and i just started flipping out dude i was like what am i gonna uh, this school is impacted like i was calling the office i'm like help help i need this schedule uh at the end of the day i had to get all new classes i loved all my new classes actually like thank god that it just worked out but like there was like a two hour period where I was just flipping out. I was like, dude, don't talk to me. My dad was like, you need to calm down. Like you need to calm down. And I was like, don't talk to me. Like I actually like, I was really mean to my dad and I'm not, like, I'm pretty respectful. So he was like, something's definitely not right with my son. You know, I'm just gonna, like, I remember him hiding. He was like, I'm going to go in the back, just let him freak out, you know? And I feel bad for the office that I was calling rapidly. I'm like, come on, lady, like, help me. I, go, I was like, you realize what you're going, you're putting me through. Like, I said that to her. I was like, you dropped me from all my classes and I was away. And I understand it's on me. I'm taking, like, I was like, I take the responsibility, but come on. There's got to be something you can do to help me. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, nope. And I was like, okay, like, what do I have to do? Do I, like, I will beg. I, I, I told her, I was like, I will beg more. Like, what do you want? She's like, there's literally nothing I can do for you. Mm. I was like, mm. well, you are just such a sweet woman. <laughs> I called that office like three times. Yeah. And talked to three yeah. different people. And the last lady was the most helpful. Mm. Um, but. That happened to me once um, when I was in Vietnam. Or, sorry, not Vietnam. Jeez. What I didn't go to Earth? Vietnam. <laughs> When I was in Thailand, I, um... That, ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't even a joke. Cameron was, like, straight <laughs> serious for a second. What are you talking about? What you don't know is, uh, I went to Vietnam. Are you Benjamin Button? Yes. You got, like, ten years left on you, huh? Yeah, definitely. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, no, no. So, I, I, uh, when I was in Thailand, we were on a time difference, and so I, like... There was something weird where, like, my payment didn't go through or something like that, and I also miss, missed the deadline. Yeah. Um, and then and then I called the office, and they, they were kind of helpful, although at first they told me there was nothing that they could do. And then and then they just reinstated my, my schedule, which was really weird. I was like, okay, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, like those high-tension situations, especially with flights. I know this actually like mm. airplane flights. I've had a bad experience with that before as well. Did you, have you ever missed your flight? No, I, I had, uh, actually bought the wrong flight like two days early. Oh, okay. And, okay. uh, yeah, let's just say Juliana was really angry at me. Hmm. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. That sucked. And then she's now forever. She's like, I'm going to buy the flights. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point. So no, I'm just kidding. I, uh, no, that was stressful for me because I couldn't move the flight till, like, I was like, oh, I was supposed to leave two days from now. And they're like, well, we can't give you a flight two days from now. We can give you a flight four days from now. And I was like, shoot, what about work? Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was, like, super stressful for me. Missing work unexpectedly, especially, like, when you work a retail job. Like, they're like, we need you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's super stressful. So. Hold yeah. on. What? I'm at 2% battery. I need to grab my cord. Oh, my gosh. 
And just like that, we're back to recording. We're good. Didn't have an emergency at all. You guys didn't even know that that took Cameron six years. <laughs> and now we're much older. Imagine if we just stopped for six years and then six years later we put we published this episode. Dude, I almost said something that would be full of spoilers. So, mm. yeah, we're just going to move on from that. <laughs> Let's get into the topic of the show today, which is uh, the worst video games we've played in in our lives. Uh, you know, so let's let's get to that. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be fun, but maybe it will be fun for you, Cameron. What is your experience with playing terrible video games? Why do you think we even ended up playing terrible video games? Because earlier when we were talking about it. You're like, dude, we are privileged gamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was saying like we we had the knowledge. When we actually, like, were playing video games, like, seriously, we had the knowledge of reviews and the internet, basically. I mean, like, what did people have back in, you know, before 2005? Nothing. Nintendo Power Magazine. Which is all just which one is just big just an ad. advertisement. Yeah, one yeah. big ad. Every game looks great on Nintendo Power. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, yeah, I mean, uh, we we are privileged in a certain way, but then... When I was growing up, I didn't really, um, I wasn't like seriously into video games. Like I didn't look up reviews and stuff, you know, I, I looked up or I, I didn't look up anything. I, I bought what I saw was cool. And most of that was <laughs> like movie tie-in games and things that I knew already, you know? So, so I think when I, when I was growing up, I didn't really have any knowledge of what a good video game was. And what a bad video game was. Yeah. And so, and I didn't really have like my my parents didn't really pay, play vi- video games either. My brother played video games, but um, it was he kind of had the same problem where he just played movie tie-in games and you know. Yeah, Star specifically Wars those like movie uh, tie-in games. They were awful. They were really, really terrible. What is the best movie tie-in game you've played? Before we get to, like, the worst, because there's plenty. Best movie tie-in game? Uh, oh. Lord of the Rings, Conquest, and Star Wars Battlefront 2. Both pandemic games. Both capture the objective games. I don't consider heroes. Battlefront 2 a tie-in game, though. Really? Are you saying, like, direct tie-in? Yeah, yeah. Usually it's, like games that are made mad max oh yeah mad yeah mad max was really good um yeah mad Mad max was solid i actually didn't have the best experience but i remember enjoying the way it looked i was like dang this is like pretty gorgeous i just was less compelled to go back i hear their new game i don't know what it's called but i hear their new game is really terrible i don't even remember what it was Mm, mm. Um, but in any case like I remember playing Finding Nemo on the PlayStation 2. That was awful. Yeah. Uh, I remember playing um, Spider-Man on the PlayStation 1. By Never. It was a Neversoft game. That was really, really terrible. Well, a lot of people regard Spider-Man 2, uh, the tie-in game with the movie, pretty good. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The But that was a PlayStation 2 version. Like, Spider-Man 1 was, like, way before that, and it was, like... It was really terrible looking. Like, I'm just looking at, at 
screenshots right now it's like so blocky and ugly yeah there's like a, a green fl- fog around the city and like it just looks terrible um I but i remember n- not hating it when i was a kid like that that's the funny thing about these games too is like you play them and you kind of don't really when you're a kid you don't really know what a bad game is yeah you know? sometimes you don't really care like one of our favorites star wars uh shadows of the empire is an mm. awful game it is. Yeah. It really is. Like, you go back and play it, it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, from our perspective, that's nostalgia heaven, you know? There, there are aspects that are good in the game, but most of it, like, all of the controls are awful. Yeah. And controls are very important. So, I guess the first game that I really, really remember just being like, what is this? This is awful, was uh, Pokemon Snap on the Nintendo 64. <laughs> Nothing like Pokemon that you, like, knew and loved. So, yeah, so that was the thing, was, like, Pokemon, uh, like, the Game Boy, the Game Boy Pokemons had already come out, so the, um, what was it, Silver and Gold, I think, at that point, had already come out, you know, we were playing that, but then, you know, you go to the store, and you're like, oh, here's this Pokemon game for my, for my console. My big boy console. Here's Pokemon on the N64, this looks awesome, I wonder what it is. I don't know why it's Pokemon Snap, but it sounds cool. Let's do it. Maybe it's like Snap like the cartridge. And you go in, and all it is is it's an on-rails... <laughs> Picture-taking simulator. Yeah, exactly. The game is try to take a lot of Pokemon pictures. I just... I love how some people look back on this game and are like, oh, it's amazing. How is this game good? I don't even know if I'd like it as a kid. No, I hated it. I go, I went there and I was like, "What is this? I don't get. I don't get to play. I don't get to to fight other Pokemon. This doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just, just taking pictures. One long tech demo. This is stupid. This is like uh, 3D benchmark for N64. Basically, that's basically what it was. And you're just rendering, showing off. Dang, look at that frame. Wow, uh, look how good everything looks. But it doesn't look that good. I mean, it looks pretty terrible. It looks okay. Doesn't, I mean, most games from this era, we've talked about it. The N64 PS1 uh, Dreamcast era. It's like not a good era. For, yeah. for games. So that was the first game that I, I literally put in the N64 and immediate, immediately was like, what is this trash? Let me jump forward, very forward actually, mm. to a game that is sort of similar to what you're talking about, where it's it's a franchise that you know and love, and for some reason you go to play it and it's just not what you remembered. Mm. Mm. Now, shout out to Darren. O'Neill, one of the executive producers. When I la- when I left my last job, he gave me a very generous gift, and I bought an Xbox One with it. And I was so excited because I I hadn't played Halo in the longest time, and I played Halo Five Guardians, which by no means is a bad game. But my first impressions of the game ruined it instantly for me. Mm. I was so excited to play like classic Halo, and thankfully the MCC exists. That's something that works now. I really enjoy playing the old Halos, but like playing Halo 5, instant hate, just instantly. Because, all right, you could talk about, oh, Sprint and Halo, that's not good, but like the controls were not what they should have been. Hmm. Yeah, it didn't feel I took like a little. Halo. Yeah, I, I took a little bit of time reworking the controls because like Melee is on the, it was a Call of Duty controls. Have you played Halo 5? No, I think it is, barely. It is jarring to play a Halo game with Call of Duty controls. Now, maybe it works for some people, mm. but, like, for me, 
why is there aim down sight on the trigger? Like triggers grenade. Like it, it was like everything was just wrong from the beginning. I put it down. I was like, never again. Hmm. Never again. I mean, yeah, that's the thing is like, I didn't really care about Halo. So if I played Halo with Call of Duty controls, I, that wouldn't really bother me at all. Yeah, um, it bothers me. Yeah, to me, I like so. Halo 4 is as far as I could go. Yeah. For yeah, like yeah. Call of Duty controls. I remember um, when Halo 4 came out, people were like pretty lukewarm about it. I'd say they didn't think it was bad, but they weren't like stoked about it, you know? Right, right. And I'd say people hold the same sentiment to this day. Although after Halo 5, people now find new respect in Halo 4, which is, (laughs) which is sad. A strange new respect. It is, it is quite, it is quite sad. You were mentioning that Spider-Man game. Um, I wanted to say that Spider-Man won, even though you disagree with me. Spider-Man 1, the original movie tie-in game, absolute trash. Yeah, so that's not this Spider-Man 1 that I was talking about, which was on the PlayStation 1. I know, yes. Spider-Man 1 on on the PS2 was, I thought, pretty good. Well, I went back and played it this summer. Ooh. Not good. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. I love going back. I love going back and playing old games. Do you plug in your PS2? No. No, no, it was on a GameCube. I was oh, house-sitting okay. for someone. They had a GameCube. I was like, heck really? yeah. I'll go back. Hmm. I'll go back and play. What didn't you like about Spider-Man 1? Awful controls. Awful feeling. Here is the one thing about these games that we're talking about that is going to be a continuous tale throughout all of them. Hmm. One of the worst things about games, whether you're talking about Spider-Man 1, the movie tie-in, or Halo 5 Guardians, is the disconnect between player and player character in the game. There's like this barrier or instant wall between control and like that is a huge aspect of a video game you have to know how to control the thing that you're piloting basically in the game but a lot of these old games i mean they just didn't really uh they didn't really have the tools back then because this was like this well the ps2 wasn't that early but so and and this is what we mentioned before right we were talking on the show earlier Mario Kart 64 is Mario Kart, but it does not feel like any Mario Kart at all. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the game doesn't feel too good compared to most other Mario Kart. I kind of like it. Again, I, the nostalgia thing. Nostalgia, yeah. but I will say this. Mario Kart feels fair on the N64. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Everyone's slidey. Yeah. Everyone has the same player control. And because of that, like, it's almost like you just accept it. And you're like, okay, like there's... <laughs> This is how the game plays, and I'm okay with it. Right. And I think that's how most people felt about Mario Kart 64, and hence what I was going to say as well with Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 2, just leaps and bounds in terms of player control compared to Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man 1, the movie tie-in, we're talking about the movie tie-in games, um... There's like this slow, sluggish feeling to the way Spider-Man moves, he only has like two punches, um... From my experience, I didn't like it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man 2, there's like this different feeling of superhero power. You can yeah. really, really get going, right? And it only takes a few, I'd say like 10 minutes to really get the hang of like, oh, I, can, I it's because of me that this character moves the way that he does. Get and the like, hang of it. Yeah, get, get it. <laughs> yeah. So you understand my point. Player control is very important, especially in these bad games, which leads us to Pursuit Force on Oof. the PSP. Oof. Yeah. Pursuit Force was really... Um, I mean, the, the confusing thing about it was, like, parts of it were 
were fun. And like I pl- I remember playing a fair bit of it. Like I remember playing a couple a couple levels um and not like hating it, but I I I found the controls like incredibly frustrating. Can you imagine if the PSP had just one more analog nub? It would be a much superior console. Dude, that console would have been the best PlayStation 2 machine ever. Yeah. I mean, it was called the Vita, but... <laughs> right. Like, the Vita, yes, has the second stick, but so many games on the PSP, because I owned a PSP 3000 for a while. Me too. It just suffered from not having that second camera movement. We endlessly talk about Star Wars Battlefront 2. I had it on PSP and PS2. Mm. But on PSP, it relied on a whole lock-on system, yeah, which was yeah. booty. So you could switch the controls to the face buttons, which is X, circle, square, triangle, to be your camera movement, mm-hmm. just like another stick. Well, now what do you do with like all your input commands? They're all on the D-pad. All of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. And L, like the left trigger button. Like It was just... I would claw, like, I would claw, like, my middle finger was on the left trigger of the PSP. <laughs> my uh, main finger was, like, clawing onto the D-pad, and my thumb was using the stick so that I could actually do the same player movement that I could in Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 2. <sighs> Sounds painful. <laughs> hey, you'd be surprised. Like, I learned quick, man. See, but, like, the the Nintendo DS didn't have any sticks. Um, it had, it just had a D-pad and like it was no, I didn't feel like the DS was ever really held back. Well, everybody um, hates on Super way. Mario 64 DS and you and I actually enjoy that game a lot. Even though the D-pad, why do people hate on it? It's good. It's notorious because it's a 3D game with a four directional D-pad. Yeah. But, but, but Mario 64 didn't really control all that well to begin with. So, right. Yeah. I was, like, looking to buy that game again. On on the DS? Yeah, I was just like, I miss it. I want to play it on... Yeah. I hear it's super good on 3DS. Well, what was fun about it was um, they added they added extra stuff to it. Yeah. Um, and, like, once you beat the game, then you could play as... And you unlocked... You, you could unlock Wario and... and uh, oh, you got them in the game. Did you? Yeah, they were just... And Yoshi? In, yeah, it was, like, the beginning you unlock Mario. By the second underground dungeon, you get... Luigi and Wario, I think, down there. Yeah. Mm, no, yeah. Wa- Wario's upstairs. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I remember getting way farther in that game than I did in exactly in the N sixty four one. I love them both. I think they're Me too. both really great games. I still have never beaten it. I don't think. But Pursuit Force. I know that's going to be kind of a sore spot for some people that enjoyed that game. I d- did anybody who listens to this show, did any of them play that game on the PSP? I don't care. Cameron. I doubt it. We got people that are going to be listening to this five years from now. They're back. Hey, Pursuit Force, unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm just saying. Pursuit Force, the issue is, is it's a 3D action game with no second stick for the camera. Yeah. That game really I mean, like, it's mainly, benefited. it's mainly, a, it's like half racing game, half shooter. Um, so the racing makes perfect sense. Yeah, the racing is fun. Yeah, and then once you start shooting, it's it's got this like lock on system where you like. All I remember is like you go into the windows of like their car and stuff, and then like, yeah, it's really, I don't know, it's frustrating because it's like almost good, almost, but it's it's really frustrating game. Let's just go on ripping a bunch of 
portable games because I, I oh, noticed that it. a lot of our handheld games on this like there's just a lot of handheld games on this list yeah 100% it is like the PS Vita is probably the closest you get to a console experience on the go now now the Nintendo Switch and even that like have you played Fortnite on the Switch no good lord really that is uh, something else man do you think they're gonna bring Halo to the Switch I will freak out <laughs> I will give them $60 on the spot. What if it's like $80? I'll do it. How much would you pay for Halo on the Switch? Well, what I'm hoping they'll do is they'll just sell Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, and Halo 4, and Halo Reach, and ODST just individually. That's what mm. they're doing on Steam. They're actually yeah, selling yeah. them separately. Yeah. And that's a great idea. Yeah. Then I don't can... think they're going to do it, though. I think it would be very smart of Microsoft to put Halo 1 on the Switch. Hmm, hmm. Halo 1, maybe Halo 2, but just Halo 1. Yeah. yeah. Because like that, I I don't even like Halo 1 that much. But like that's the perfect little taste of something that could actually run well on the Switch too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just I think the problem is it's too iconic for the for the Xbox platform. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a defining game. I am cur- I am so excited to see what Microsoft does at E3. Yeah. It's it's going to be it's going to be a tough battle cuz I think I'm sure they're going to announce something. I think they're going to go the way of Google. Um I think they're going to start to be a service. I guarantee that Xbox Live and Xbox Game Pass merge at E3. Yeah, 100%. I totally I, see that. Yeah, I I that's we should. Do you want to do a prediction show for E3? Oh, um, maybe. Maybe we'll do it at the end of this because we don't have too much to talk about with bad games. Let's yeah. get back on topic real quick. Uh, so, mo- uh, portable games that absolutely suck. Lego Pirates of the Caribbean on PSP. <laughs> I this was the first game I got on my PSP three thousand. The mm. camera is locked in the upper corner of the room, and it is just. Stupid, frustrating. Everything about the game is normal for a Lego game. It's just the locked camera. I'm like, dude. Like tank controls? It's, like, um, it's just like the camera follows you along almost like 2D, 3D kind of style. Mm. Um, just very bland. Like yeah. Bland and boring. Um, what's not 2D locked is Meet the Robinsons on Nintendo <laughs> DS. Don't ask me why. Another one of those games that just someone gave to us with the DS. This game is evil. Like if you thought, uh, <laughs> if you thought Zelda on the Game Boy, like if you thought Zelda was bad, just like Meet the Robinsons on DS, it is so confusing and difficult. <laughs> it is so difficult. Um, gosh. Oh no, this is on Xbox One. Sorry. Oh yeah, Xbox One. Yeah, dude. Xbox One Meet the Robinsons. Heck yeah, that's like high retina. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Oh no! I'm just looking at it. I can't even look. I can't look at that. I'm sorry. I I can't stand that. Oh my gosh! Um, Spider-Man friend or foe on DS? Horrible, horrible 2D. Just Mm. uh, side-scrolling. You press X over and over and over again to punch things. Just terrible. Um, Star Wars: The New Droid Army on Game Boy. Bearable with cheats. Uh, (laughs) Terrible graphics. Very, very horrible controls. And you have to play as Rat Tail Anakin, so obviously big no-no. Mm. Um, let's see. I had a couple more handheld ones I want to shout out. Oh, oh people are going to hate me for this. Velocity 2X. Oh, really? Not a fan. 
not a fan. I, I played a little bit of I it. Went through, it, was, it was good. I went through this phase of just hating 2D games. Yeah, yeah. So Velocity 2X, like, I was like, what am I doing? I don't care about score. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, because I'm not having difficulty beating this. Another one is Stealth Inc. on the PS Vita. The I like ga- that game. The game is fine. I was just like, never, ever... I never had fun playing mm. it. I was just like, this did is you just ever play, a headache. Did you ever play, um, oh man, what is it called? Um, it's a it's the game where you play as a spy, uh, and it's 2D, side-scrolling. Um, oh, shoot, I, don't, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I never played it. Oh, okay. It's really good. Um, I think there are 2D 2D games that like that are actually really spectacular. Yes, I do. I do. And I will say Rogue Legacy and Spelunky are oh, my faves up yeah. there. Um, Motorstorm RC, top-down RC control thing with sticks, but the sticks aren't like what you, they ju- it just controls terribly. Okay, that's what I want to say about that. Um, I had a bad experience with Marvel vs. Capcom three on PS Vita. The game is not bad. I just hate the game for <laughs> endless reasons. I'm just trying to get through all the crap so I can make sure we can really roast the ones I want to roast, which starts with the evil. No, wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, what? I'm just going to shout out another another uh, DS game, Justice League Heroes. I remember playing a lot. A lot of these games I actually played for a long time. Yeah, it's like you're stuck in an, an eternal hell with them. But, like, I, I didn't... I always found them so frustrating because, A, they were usually, like, obscenely hard, and, B, they were, like really kind of boring yep. and you couldn't one button attacks yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah so that leads me to the pinnacle of frustration mm. which is superman returns on ds i think this is maybe a callback to the classic superman 64 yeah which, which everybody it, hates everyone hates that game but nobody has has suffered through superman returns like i have let me just explain to you what this game is made by the devil himself <laughs> For a innocent child, Isaac, all right? This game starts... Every time you boot it up, it, it forgets that you've ever played it. It's like, oh, new game right now, right? See, this was this used to be a problem with Game Boy games. Um, you like that QTE Guitar oof, Hero fight? Oof, yeah, I'm just looking at the, at the video of it. But um, this used to be a problem with Game Boy games where uh, I had Tony Hawk... Um, something or other on the yeah. Game Boy, and the battery was dead, so it would it would forget your save. No, but like this game intentionally does this. this Every is, time you start weird. the game, it's a DS game, dude. Every time you start yeah. the game, the game presents you with a board game of Metropolis, which is it's like <laughs> multiple scenarios, and it randomly puts you on the board. And you have to play these mini games to win. Wow, that looks ha- actually legitimately hard. <laughs> and so the mini games are are satanic for sure. <laughs> um, and and then like by the third victory, they put you in this time trial thing with the worst controls. And if you fail this time trial, like the whole you watch a small little cutscene of metropolis like exploding or something or or it says like metropolis was lost you lose the game and it makes you restart Mm, mm. like this game is evil (laughs) i hate this game (laughs) i have never beaten what is this now it's upside down (laughs) psych like oh my gosh dude 
I just I hate I absolutely hate this game. Wow, yeah, you re- you look you sound really frustrated about this. Never play Superman Returns on the DS. You know, I if I ever go back and face my demons, I hope that I would be able to beat this game, but I have a feeling it would defeat me again. <laughs> Yet again, it would defeat me. Do you do you did you ever have games where you stopped like in the middle of the game because it was just too hard? I think a lot of uh, it happened to a lot of these games where I just could not beat a level in a in a game. It's like it's a monotonous trench, dude. Yeah, and you're like you're like this is impossible. This is actually legitimately impossible. A lot of people feel that way about like uh, what was it, Battletoads? Oh yeah, Battletoads because it's broken. Yeah, I mean Battletoads is legit broken. The game's like legitimately impossible. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the motorbike uh, level. Yeah, there there's a lot of games that have like the impossible levels. What I love about the Super Mario series is that they usually have these impossible levels at the very end of the game. Mm, yeah. Um if you've played Super Mario Odyssey, which is the newer Mario game on the Switch, there's a game called Dark Side of the Moon. It is just a gauntlet, dude. It is insane. Um the level is even like the fastest person, it would take like 15 minutes to beat. For a Mario course, that's yeah, long, yeah. dude. That is long. And this is like the hardest level. I've never beaten it. Um, <laughs> I I don't even know what is at the end of it. Mm. And then another one is like, this is, there's like this level in um, Super Mario Odyssey called Darker Side, where it just pits you against every single boss. And you only have like three hearts Oof. to beat every single boss. I was like, dude. That's brutal, you know? The, for that, it's fine, though, because it's the end of the game, right? You've already experienced most of all that content. Yeah. It's just like a, ooh, can you really survive? I think when it's hard and you don't have the experience to back it, that's really when people start to quit. Yeah, yeah. Optional difficulty really fix th- fixes this issue, right? I mean, when I played Doom on Nightmare, which I'm very proud about... Um, like I died 30 times in the starting area. I kid you not. I played that starting area 30 times, but I was doing it to myself. So yeah, I was okay yeah, with exactly. it. Right. Once I beat that starting area, it was like, Oh, I'm good enough to beat the rest of the game. And I'm serious. Like the rest of the game is a breeze. Like I totally did it. The final boss took me a few times. Yeah. But, uh, uh, the final boss is hard. It is actually kind of hard. It is hard. And try playing on nightmare, dude. Yeah, no, I it's tough. I wouldn't do it. I felt like I got lucky. When I beat it, mm. that's like mm. how that's how hard it is. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I got lucky, dude. Yeah, something happened. So, yeah, like for that, it's intentional. I think it's when it's not intentional, or like there's just poor design. Nothing comes like. Nothing is like more frustrating than that. Now, I want to make a distinction because we are talking about pretty much frustrating games, and we're gonna dabble a little bit into like disappointing games mm, i think yeah, yeah which is it's an important thing to distinguish before we get to the disappointing games which i have a list of sonic riders speaking of racing games <laughs> sonic racing games this is one of those games where it's like you will never understand the physics of this game it is constantly changing and if i hear sonic is losing momentum one more time dude <laughs> You can ask Jonathan Adam. Shout out to him. Great bud. We have tried to beat this game, and it is just impossible. Uh, it is impossible, I think. Mm, mm. I don't know if it's possible. to be. I, I mean, people have beaten it, obviously. It's just the game feels terrible to play. Now, I played it on GameCube, but... I'm always curious about, like, do people know... Do, do like, the developers know that their game is just, like, 
really either not fun to play or just like really impossibly hard. They, sure. They've got to know, right? Well, some of this stems from the origins of video games and uh, arcade cabinets, right? Yeah. Them being intentionally hard. Yeah, so you would lose all your money. Yeah. And that that style has sort of come back in arcade 2D side-scrollers. Like, I think the way that that becomes fair and fun is the games that we mentioned, actually, Rogue Legacy and Spelunky, these um, randomly generated level-based games where it's like it's tough but it's fair and then it always mixes it up with these newly created algorithmic based levels so it's like fresh yeah sort of that's replayable yeah yeah so like it's cool how technology has evolved with that game design yeah definitely are there any other uh oh, oh and there's one more that's just beyond frustrating i hate this game dude i hate this game with a passion it's always the first game i get with the console mm. have you noticed that yeah, because the early games in the it's in like the your grandma bought just... it. Your grandma bought you a game with uh, the gift that your mom You're like. Got oh, thanks, grandma. Thanks, grandma. Yeah, let me tell you something about Mario Party Seven. I hate this game. Oh, I've, n- I've never played Mario Party since. I heard Mario Party Nine and Ten were the worst ones. I though. have never played a Mario Party since. <laughs> I've never wanted to play a Mario Party since. Yeah, this yeah. game came with a microphone. They made you freaking sing into the microphone. Like, really? Like, first of all, a Mario game where it's just all mini games. Talk to me, Nintendo DS. Okay, Nintendo DS, perfect mini games on the side. Freaking Mario Poker, Mario Blackjack, love that stuff in New Super Mario Brothers and Mario sixty four. But, but that, but that, that's like the Mario Party vibe, you know? Like, well, I had never had an. Ex- I'm just telling you personally, I had never had an experience with Mario Party. Got it, got it. I was like, it's a freaking board game. Yeah. I'm going to play a board game for a video game? Like, where does that make sense to someone? <laughs> and then they're like, blow into the mic to blow up your balloon faster than the other people. I was like, ha, ha, no. <laughs> Buy me Wind Waker and, and Melee, dude. I'm not playing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Mario Party 7 ruined Mario Party for me. Hmm. Hmm. Hate that. And you, so you, you haven't played it since? No. You've never played a Mario Party since? I might have touched eight on the Wii, mm. but I don't remember. I, I just remember, I remember liking Mario Party. I 8. remember something about shaking a remote to hit a block. Yeah. So it might have been like a quick five minutes, but never, mm. never after that. Yeah, it's not really. I don't know. Mario Party is just okay. Like it's never been my favorite yeah. game. Yeah. Like I always liked Smash better if we were breaking out the Nintendo console. But totally. Um, any other games you want to talk about that are just like broken just like not good um none that i can think of right now i mean again to go back to the controls there was this one game on the wii called mini desktop racers which was just absolutely atrocious it was so bad Uh, we had like a bunch of like really crap shovelware games so the wii does have a a ton of shovelware (laughs) yeah i did buy my friend bob tabrizi a copy of miley cyrus the video game or whatever (laughs) hannah montana the video game wasn't that on ps3 uh it was on it was on ps3 and wii Mm, yeah yeah so i remember um way back in the day when they were doing when ign was doing like uh the 
the uh, platinum challenges yeah uh, back when it's like early-ish th- ps3 eras mm-hmm. i remember scott bromley got the platinum in the <laughs> miley cyrus oh no My- miley cyrus game and he was like so ashamed that <laughs> he's like i'm gonna do i'm gonna do what i can to win <laughs> oh and gosh. he won he won that contest against colin gosh which is so funny but that is hilarious yeah all right Let's see. Games that are disappointing. You sure you don't have any more like broken, like just terrible games? These 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 next few games we're gonna talk about like the worst games that are like just straight disappointing because of our expectations. Yeah. Cameron, you have warned me about getting my expectations too high, but whatever. Yeah, I always shoot for like disappointment is what I say. <laughs> yeah, I just I've learned the hard way. And one of the games on this list, I just I, I didn't I didn't shoot for for disappointment uh which is disappointing and I was disappointed it what? was no man's sky I I was I was expecting that game I wasn't okay a lot of people had a bunch of fanciful ideas about this game about like how there was gonna be like you know you were gonna see other people and there was gonna be like space pirate battles and whatnot and blah 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 which would have been cool would have been like Eve Online, but I didn't really expect that. All I wanted was was there to be interesting planets that you could explore and have it be just kind of like a Minecraft clone, where you could just like build and and use you know use the 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 procedurally generated planets, and it was so like. It was boring. It was just absolutely boring. Yeah, I I didn't touch um, No Man's Sky because. I saw the similarities to Minecraft. Yeah. And I had put a decent chunk of time into Minecraft. I never got Minecraft, like, creatively. I only played, like, the hardcore survival mode because I was like, ooh, like, that sounds fun. And after a while, like, a survival game will just become just very bland. You know, you're just searching for materials to get better and better. I remember I... I was like, I have everything I have ever wanted in Minecraft, and I've done it on the hardest difficulty. Yeah. I got diamond. Like, I built my super mansion. I was like, I'm going to build a stone temple in the style of Tony Stark's house. And when I did that, I was like, I farmed for all this material. I wasted my life. (laughs) I was like, and I have a mansion. Yeah. I was like, I mean, it's great. I played it on Vita. There's nothing else to do on Vita. I'm done. See, I was like, I was like, I'm done with survival games. Mm, like, I just, I have mm. no desire because I found a plateau, right? Yeah, yeah. It, there's, you know, you're just farming forever for what, right? Like, I own this island pretty much. Yeah. And yeah, it, I mean, like that was the thing was like, I wanted that experience. I wanted that kind of hardcore survival experience in No Man's Sky. Yeah. But it's totally not that. It's just like it's like a game where you go around to different planets and there's not even really a threat <laughs> or anything like it's really it's really really unspectacular yeah i know a lot of people like this the game and i, and I want to mention this game actually don't starve oh yeah i love don't starve i don't yeah. don't starve it's like i've seen it before like i've seen it before and it's because of minecraft i was like i've played a survival game before now don't starve has a, a, an incredible art style yeah really great tim burton art style very cool heart i love the like heart of that game and there's actually a lot to do in that game too i i, just, I, I liked it a lot i, was I like, think it's a good game i was like not again like i was like i'm not gonna sit through a world and become slowly 
and painfully indestructible through learning all the mechanics. In fact, I would. I'm gonna. I want to go back and play it. <laughs> Do it, dude. <laughs> to just be honest, not my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about some other games that just totally pooped mm. in terms of expectation. Everyone was telling me for a long time to check out the game Just Cause Two. And uh, I own Just Cause 2 and Just Cause 3, and both those games deserve 20 minutes of attention, and that's it. <laughs> because after 20 minutes, you've, you've like, I feel like you've seen everything in the game. Mm. I was like, I can fly, I can do stuff, I can grapple. Uh, the missions are boring, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, they're not bad games. Yeah. Just Cause 3, thank goodness, feels way better than Just Cause 2. Mm. There is something about shooting in the game that's a little off, and I always feel like everything I do is a whoops. That's like the best way I can put it. Like, whoops, shot an RPG into this. Whoops, everything's exploding. <laughs> All right, that's I feel cool, I guess. Yeah. It's never like, oh, shoot, I did that. Like playing Metal Gear Solid uh, Phantom Pain. Like playing Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain, I'm like, oh, yeah. I am epic. You know, like yeah, I yeah, did yeah. all this. Everything in Just Cause is like, well, it's just crafted for me to pretend to feel cool. You know, I'm just whoopsing everywhere. So cool mechanics in the game. I just, for me, I was like, eh, not as cool as everyone said it was. Mm. So I've got a game that we can add to this list that uh, was really disappointing that I, we didn't talk about, actually. What? Um, Kingdoms of Amula Reckoning. I didn't play it. Dude, there's still a big uh Everybody farm. likes that game. Really? And I I played it. I think I played like 20 minutes of it and I was like this is utter trash. This is not yeah. good. Yeah, and I just couldn't do it. And and then and then I played The Witcher and I was like, "All right. Oh, this snap. is this is it. This is this is what Kingdoms of Amalur wanted to be." So, tell me this. Just a side note about The Witcher. Yeah. I got Witcher on PC when I got my new graphics card. Yeah. Really, like, very, very cool presentation. The fact that this is from a smaller studio, great. But after playing Red Dead 2, mm. I was kind of just like, this is slow, and I like Red Dead 2 a lot. Yeah. And so I haven't went back to it. I'm not saying that I, I hadn't, like, I had Did this, you play it when it came out? What? The Witcher? No. Oh, really? I just, like, I got it probably six months ago. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, like, I'd love to go back and visit it. It also feels like something I have to play on controller. And when I have yeah, it on PC, totally. I'm kind of like, eh. Maybe I'll get it on console. I think that'll probably help my experience. Yeah, I played it, I, I beat it um, on, on PlayStation 4. So, I mean, it was like, I, I love that game. I think it's excellent. Yeah. It's, it's. It is slow, but I mean, so is Red Dead Redemption too. Like, I think I just like the combat more in Red Dead too. Yeah, everyone rips on understand. the com- dude. Everyone rips on the combat, the gun combat in Red Dead too. That game, like, you get used to it. You, you like just, start to you start to become like a master at it. Actually, yeah, there's I, a learning curve. I totally, which is weird because everyone's like, "Oh, the shooting feels awful." I'm like, "Yeah, you, well, you're not good, mm, right?" Yeah. yeah. Granted, the game is a lock-on. I played half the game with no lock-on, and that was jarring. That really? was really difficult. Actually. Yeah, I played. I played the whole game with the with a lock-on. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, like I started being like, "Oh, this feels hard to shoot. It feels, it feels slow. It feels like cumbersome to shoot." But then you get like, you get used to it, and you're like, you start to really, really understand the it. shotgun's great huh 
Yeah, I I've been dual wielding a sawed off and a and a pistol. Yeah, it's so good. That's it, a disgusting combo. <laughs> it's, it's it's weird how the game teaches you to lock on and pull up just a little. Yeah, to get the headshot. Yeah. yeah, but all right, we're not talking about. We're always getting to good <laughs> games, right? Let's talk about another game that uh, was not so great. Shout out though first to Metal Gear Solid Five. <sighs> Love it. Love that game. Yeah. And the game that inspired it really does hold up. On PS Vita 2, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Mm, yeah. Really, really good. I like Peace Walker a lot. I didn't play it. Um, feels like mini Metal Gear Solid 5. Mm. It's just like they, the game can only handle like three enemies at a time, though, <laughs> which is kind of sad, or at yeah. least for as far as I've played right now. Um, but I was so hyped off Metal Gear that I went back and played the Metal Gear Solid collection, HD collection on PS Vita. And Metal Gear Solid 2, like three minutes with that game, I'm like, no way no stinking way and metal gear solid 3 i feel like i could give it more of a shot but metal gear solid 2 specifically um what is that twin snakes or i they're different i'm always confused metal gear solid 2 in the hd collection that's the one that i was like wow not what metal- sons of liberty and that's the one yeah. yeah is that the one where half or like an hour in you become not snake anymore well, i only played three minutes so. oh okay so you wouldn't know. i wouldn't really know yeah, yeah just the fix there's camera things that i was like yucky yucky never again yeah. ps vita held a lot of my disappointment i i wasn't a huge fan of the assassin's creed game on the vita liberation there's something about like invisible walls and like yeah you just feel so confined it's a small game and not free in an open world and that's how i felt about like old assassin's creed games i forget what um what time period did liberation take place in was it the revolution yeah except it happened uh in south yes yes it's like it's like virginia or something yeah 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 definitely um yeah that game's not very good um, I only played a little bit of um, of Assassin's Creed 3, and everybody says that game is terrible. Yeah, it's weird that they remade it uh, a high updated a, an version. An HD version, yeah. Yeah, really weird that they did that. But. Yeah, because people don't like that game. People well, like Black Flag. It takes five hours to get to the game. Yeah, I, I remember not yeah. getting into it. I also remember playing literally five minutes of of black flag and like you're you're like yep. scaling a uh-huh. some sort of dock or something yeah and you're like oh i don't want to do this i don't want to play this game <laughs> yeah 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 so those games really started to feel more and more similar as they kept coming out yeah um the worst defender for me on ps vita and, and cameron and i were mentioning this right like i think something about the time we were raised when you have a handheld, like you want to take it everywhere and you want to have a really cool game on it. Yeah. So I tended to buy a lot of handheld games that just let me down because I was looking for, basically I was looking for a shooter. Like yeah. I, I love shooters. And so when I heard that Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified was coming to PS Vita, I was like, dude, I need a Vita. Black Ops is my favorite Call of Duty. And this is mini Black Ops on the go. That's how they were advertising it. Yeah. It had like portions of the same maps, same guns. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want. And it was nothing that I wanted. It was, it is by far the least Call of Duty experience. Like if, if even if you hate Call of Duty, you have to give them credit. It feels good to play Call of Duty. That is the selling point. 
Sure. The sound yeah. of the hit marker and just the tactile feeling of playing Call of Duty is always on point. I don't play on PC. It's made for console. Yeah. Okay? Like, there's no better shooter on console. I don't think there are shooters that feel as good as Call of Duty does on console. I think Battlefield feels better. but I, I think Battlefield feels good on console. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think it feels really good, but yeah. nothing beats Call of, Like, no other shooter beats the feeling of Call of Duty on yeah. console, in my opinion. I don't know about that, but... So, when I played Black Ops Declassified on those nubby little Vita sticks... <laughs> And the hit detection was all off, and the net code was trash, and there was no campaign, and you had to throw grenades by touching the touchscreen and dragging where you wanted them to go. <laughs> I was just like, yuck, yuck, yuck. This is awful, and I put probably like 25 hours into it. I Did played, you? I played the death out of that game. Wow. I was like, I got a Vita to play Call of Duty, you know? <sighs> I think I prestiged, even, in the multiplayer. Jeez. Pathetic, right? Jeez. Really, I really hate that game, dude. Why did you play so much of it? It was the closest I'd get to Call of Duty, or it was the closest I had gotten to a, a a portable shooter that actually felt close. But it didn't have a campaign, and you had to play online. No, there was a there were these crappy missions that you had to play. Mm. Just terrible, terrible mm. missions. No zombies. Even the DS Black Ops had zombies, so suck <laughs> it. What the heck? Um, but yeah, the best the best mobile shooter I've ever played. Uh, was definitely Killzone Shadowfall. Yeah, By Killzone far. Shadowfall is really good. Like it even looks pretty good. Like, and it is probably the best Killzone I've played, which is shocking. Hmm. I've played. Wait, wait, wait. Shadowfall is the one on PS4. My bad. But Mercenary. Killzone is it Mercenary? Yeah, Killzone yeah. Mercenary on PS Vita is so good, dude. Yeah, like very I, good. And excellent progression design. Everything that Black Ops Declassified was not. Uh, do you have any other PS Vita games, portable games, that you're frustrated with? Mm. I was going to touch on one more, but it's cross-platform. No, I don't... Uh, I think you mentioned all the big ones. Binding of Isaac Rebirth um, is one of these games where I wanted everything in my soul to love this game. <laughs> Beautiful art style. Uh, really funny intro. Where, like, this mom throws her son, or sh this mom's gonna kill her son uh, as a sacrifice for Jesus or something like that. And instead of being sacrificed, Isaac throws himself in a pit and he's crying. And he's like, this adorable art style in this extreme, like, everything's cartoony and disgusting. Yeah. Which is like yeah, a yeah. very cool art style. And the way you fight enemies is by shooting tears at them. Yeah. And he's crying. And it's, it's one of these RNG, like, you, you get further and further and you level up more. It feels a lot like a Zelda dungeon. And something about the box squares just didn't give me retro feeling. gave me frustration. Mm. And I, I, I really wasn't a big fan of the way the tiers went so slow. And I know you get upgrades. I know it gets better. I was just like, I can't submit myself to playing this for very much longer. Mm. Wanted to love it. Wanted to love it. But yeah. Yeah, that was the last one on... on uh, handheld yeah for me i have four more modern major recent disappointments and i'd love to do a topic on everything comes from something about fandom because i blame fandom for a majority of these disappointments <laughs> um yeah. 
The the one that is least related to fandom is Drive Club on PS4. Oh yeah, not very. I mean, like, it had a horrible development cycle. Everybody kind of knew it was gonna come out and really be not very good. Um, but it was broken. It was like absolutely a broken game. Just felt terrible to to drive in it. Yeah, and it it didn't feel good. If you picked up the demo for Forza three or four. Or Forza 7, sorry. Is mm. it Forza 7? Forza 6? The first four, Forza 5, the one that came out on the, with the Xbox One at launch, that game feels incredible because the Xbox One uh, controller actually has analog-sensitive triggers, which is actually a detriment to first-person shooters. I learned that quickly. Um, but the analog triggers, they are sensitive to how much pressure you give them, yeah. just like the gas of a car like pushing the throttle so if you really push the throttle all the way down on the xbox one trigger you're slamming the acceleration in the car which is such a cool feeling i played the demo for i think four is a five or four is a six right um i actually i'm pretty sure it's four is a five that's the one that came out with it and that game felt so good to play you go to drive club and you're like all right sony like you've done <laughs> racing games before nowhere even close Nowhere even close. Yeah. That studio got shut down. It's sad, but I mean, not the best. Not the best. You got a disappointment for me, Cameron? No, I think I ran out of disappointments. Dude, I got you. I'm disappointed forever. Speaking of launch games on PlayStation 4, Call of Duty Ghost was the first game I got on the PlayStation. And I had heard some bad things, you know, fish in the water, there's dogs. (laughs) But this game was... It came at the worst time, mm-hmm. I, th- I think, is is really the best definition of it. Call of Duty was over overdone, right? This is the game that followed up from Black Ops 2, which is widely received as pretty good. And Was it right after Black Ops 2? Mm-hmm. Or was it... Oh, no, yeah, it was Black Ops 2. And then... Um, and Modern Warfare 2. Uh... Or Modern Warfare 3 came before Black Ops 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Ghost came out, right? And I was all right excited. I liked Call of Duty a lot. And so, I was like, I was like, maybe I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. My friend JD was roasting me because I always bought Call of Duty and this one got bad reviews this year. And I got it as a gift with my PlayStation 4. uh, Yeah. At Christmas time. And I was like, all right. This game, dude, at first it feels normal, but the longer you played it, the more and more I hated it. Mm. Now, I got to give it credit to these older Call of Duties compared to the new ones. If you go back and play these old ones, they feel much uh, more nostalgic and classic if, if you're a Call of Duty fan, if you're a Call of Duty bro. They feel like um, core, you know what I mean? Like they didn't add a, a bunch of extra stuff to it. Ghosts felt the most core, but it really suffered as far as from a multiplayer standpoint. I mean, the campaign, boring. The uh, extinction mode, which was like an alien horde mode, stupid, dude. I remember they made a big deal about the dog. Yeah, whatever. Dog killstreak's pretty good in the multiplayer. But the big issue is that these maps were way too big with small player counts, and compared Mm. to Battlefield 4, not even close. Battlefield 4 is like 10 miles ahead of yeah. Ghost. Yeah. And it just it just fell short. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of... I felt like Ghost was when my, my love for Call of Duty... Because I really liked Call of Duty up until then. Yeah. 
I was just like, I think I'm done loving. But this what about franchise. Modern Warfare Three? Because Modern Warfare Three, I was just abominable. Modern Warfare Three enticed so much rage within me <laughs> because it was such a sweaty community of players. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, going back and playing it now, I actually got the game brand new, probably eight months ago. <laughs> with my Xbox One because it was backwards compatible and my friend Daniel Baker really likes the Modern Warfare series and you can't play Modern Warfare 2 online split screen but you can with Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. So we got that. I'm almost, I think I'm level 60 for a playthrough. <laughs> I played that game on my own time, like alone mm. uh, within the last year, you know? It's sad to say, but I actually <laughs> had a lot of fun with it. Mm, mm. Um, surprised how populated the game is to this day. Some spotty connection stuff because it's player to player. But I still think that Modern Warfare 3 holds up better than I remember. It's like a balance, more balanced. Modern Warfare 2, which is no fun. Modern Warfare 2 is still fun. I went back <laughs> and, and started from the bottom there too. Yeah. Now, that one is like, that one is toxic and fun. There, it's like <laughs> the lobbies are still sweaty in Modern Warfare 2. It's yeah. really weird, but... And that game's got like... It's like frozen in time. You know what I mean? It's awesome. It's frozen in that time I'm period. I'm excited to hear if they announce a remake. They're gonna. Because They're gonna do Modern Warfare Remastered was pretty fun to go back and play. Yeah. And so Modern Warfare 2 Remastered... I, I guarantee if Call of Duty announces Modern Warfare 4... And Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered at the same time. It will do well this year. Hmm. Hmm. I think now is the time for Modern Warfare 4. Nobody wants Infinite Warfare 2. No. Nobody no. wants Ghost 2. Right? No, 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 In, no. Uh, Infinity Ward is on their last draw. They better bank on that Modern Warfare Are they... It's their turn? Yep. They gotta go back to like Iraq, Afghanistan. Like that era. I'm worried... Like they did future... The Modern Warfare 3 was like future Modern Warfare. And that that's what didn't didn't click i don't think yeah i i would really love to see some of that like 2008 iron man one feeling yes. like yeah terrorist warfare yes i think it's a little like i think some people might find it a little offensive or, or risky in this political climate but i do think it would be interesting a little bit of an interesting throwback because there was a lot of military movies in the 2000s a lot of different like media revolving around like the Afghanistan wars and something about those like classic modern weapons, right? Yeah. Classic, quote, quote, basically from 80 to 2010 is what yeah. I'm talking about. You know, you got like your M4s and AK-47s. Now, yeah. now everybody's like holding what? What is like? Still the, AK-47s. Yeah. But it Did just, you know Kalashnikov is making a, um, like a cheap drone? <laughs> Because like the 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 great thing about the Kalashnikov and why it's used um, around the world and like, um, it, well, it's because it's really cheap. Um, what? It's cheap. The AK forty seven. Oh, okay. Uh, it's cheap and uh, easy to manufacture, easy to maintain, basically lasts forever. I'm just saying, dude. So Kalashnikov is coming out with drones. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. Like. The Dragonaut, there's so many fun things about Modern Warfare, mm. like the series. Yeah. And there are classic guns. I think Call of Duty should bank on the nostalgia. But I, I'm moving on from Ghosts. I have two final games that were big disappointments for me and major letdowns. Both I played extensively. Mm. It was almost like a denial. Do the one we're both thinking of last, because I want to okay. talk about it. 
Destiny 1 oh. was a massive letdown for me as a big Bungie fan. You could tell I like Halo a lot. And what was even sneakier is the first two weeks of release, everyone was trying to figure out if this game was bad or not. <laughs> like, that's what was really weird, right? You're like, I think people didn't like it until the last, the second, um, like the big update. Right. So they added the raid. Yeah. And the yeah, raid exactly. was the most bungee thing that they added into the game. Yeah. Everything else sucked. <laughs> Um, there are parts of Destiny 1 that I really like. And, to, and people actually like Destiny 1 more than Destiny 2 now. The end state of Destiny 1 was better than Destiny 2. At beginning state, I guess. Um, but Destiny 1 burned me out, man. I put a ton of time into that game. I wanted to love it. I wanted to, I wanted to play Halo. That was the most frustrating thing. I was like, mm. where are the vehicles? Where is the split screen? Yeah. Where is the Super Soldier 360 rocket launcher kills? They, like, there's just this absurd feeling of, like, holding you back the entire game. They don't give you ammo in the multi... Like, I'm like, why don't I start with a rocket launcher? They're mm. like, no, you have to fight over the ammo for the rocket. I'm like, oh, I hate that, dude. <laughs> like, I was like, why aren't... Why don't they just have a mode where everyone starts with a machine gun and then we go get weapons like old Halo? Like, I just wanted to play Halo again. So for me, Destiny was not the game that I wanted. Mm. I wanted Halo on PlayStation and I didn't get anywhere close to it. I'm not saying my life is hard or anything <laughs> like that, but dude, like what a missed opportunity. For sure. That for game sure. is not a good MMO. It's not even a great first person shooter. Mm. It's not great at anything. What about Destiny 2? Better? Well, I went in with more reasonable expectations, I think. Yeah, I was like, I know yeah. what I'm going to get. It's the same. Yeah. And they did things that were better in the game. Uh, and they also did some stuff that wasn't as fun. Like the the Crucible, which is the multiplayer. It went from 6v6 to 4v4. Less and less like Halo. Yeah. Less like party feeling. More like... Just boring cooldown ultimate ability stuff. I think I played like a handful of matches of Destiny 2 when it was free. It was really boring. Yeah, like Destiny 2 like was fun. I got it at a time where everybody got it. Yeah. And so it was fun to play with friends. But recently they gave it away free on Battle.net on the PC. Um, I think it was last November. Yeah. And I got it with my friend Bob. And I was like, dude, not playing this game if you don't play it. And he saw right through it right from the beginning. He was like, dude, this game sucks. This game is boring. We yeah. got to like three missions out from the end. I was like, ah, just wait for the end game. It gets better. He's like, I don't even care. He's like, I don't want to play the end game. We're done. I'm not playing it anymore. I was like, I'm not going to miss out on anything. I'm, I didn't want to play it again. I just want to play it with you. You yeah. know? Yep. So, but by far the biggest disappointment for Cameron and I, if you didn't already know it was coming, 2015's EA Star Wars Battlefront. Oof. How did they mess it up, dude? How how did they mess how it up? How did they? This is like the most... No Galactic Conquest, which was... I think that was the big... Like, it's not even like... You don't even have to copy the game. <laughs> you have to copy your game. <laughs> copy Battlefield 4 identically with Star Wars stuff. Yep. It would have been the perfect game. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. For us, at least. There are people that don't like Battlefield 4. Whatever. Heck, even if you copy Battlefield 1 or Battlefield 5, for that matter... Like, it would have been better if it just had a Star know, Wars skin. It's, it's just, like, it's so not complicated. 
they had to they they i think they wanted to try to make it appeal to casual gamers and they wanted to branch it out to something that was not battlefield they wanted to make it not battlefield um that was it was the worst move because star wars yeah. battlefront 2 are one of our favorite games basically was a battlefield clone it is a battlefield clone and that 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 was fine. <laughs> That's why it was great. Here's what I want to say to Dice, guys. Just make Battlefield, and then put Star Wars skin over it. Yeah, the game looks amazing, gorgeous, incredibly gorgeous. It was one of the best things that, or it was one of the greatest parts leading up to it. Right was like they had a bunch of promos on like how they went to Skywalker Ranch and they they you know 3D like scanned the original props and stuff and they like they took a lot of detail into into going to going into the sound libraries and recreating the sound and blah 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 and then it just falls so flat because the game is is not fun to play what's even it's so boring to more play more frustrating to me is that the sequel was so close mm. the sequel messed it up with the loot box scandal okay and i want to say something that is just beyond frustrating for me <laughs> we want battlefield okay <laughs> that's what people want and in the year 2019 Okay, February 2019, the end of February, they finally added a capture command post mode to Battlefront 2. How did it take this long? Right. I got to say, like I've I've played the new mode, it's called Galactic Supremacy. It is everything that I wanted. Five years ago, it was like <laughs> I was like, come. and now you're just tired. Now just you're just like, tired of it. Come on, guys. I have no idea what's going on with this Battlefront game. Yeah. Um, kudos to the developers, though, for sure, because they really are continuing to support Star Wars Battlefront 2. I hope, and I've been saying it for a while, I really want to do a review of all the Battlefront franchise. Mm. Um, not the PSP games. I ain't some loser, right? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about, uh, what is it, Rogue Squadron? or Yeah, uh, I remember that. What's the one? What's the one with the planet jumping? That was fun, though, where yeah. you would go up into space. Control sucked, though. Remember, I'm a big yeah, control no, guy. No, no, I know, but but the concept, I th- I think if they added that into because that came after Battlefield Two, they added the the part where you could go into space and and do space battles and then come back down. Oof. Yeah, that's what was frustrating about even more frustrating about the new mode is they're like, oh, it the mode is you capture command posts on the ground and then you uh, fight in capital ships above. Yeah, I was like, what? Like this is what I've always wanted. It's a lie, dude. It's a lie. It's a stinking... I was like, of course it's a lie. Like, I should have known. Like, I, I didn't even have hopes for it. Yeah. Basically, what it is, is you capture command post, then a cutscene plays. And a mm. ship flies up into whatever side won the ground battle. Yeah. And then you fight in a rush mode yeah. on the on the ships yeah. in close quarters. I was just like, of course. There's no aerial vehicles in the mode. Mm. What the heck? What is happening? I just like... How's it that hard to mess it up? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing there. It should be easy. It should be easy, guys. It's really dumb. It's really dumb, actually. Yeah. Um, but that's besides the point. It should be easy. Just give us all the things that we want. <laughs> yeah, but they have... I, that's the other thing. Like, there's... 
their monetization super weird and, and generous now because they don't do loot boxes. So it's it's an odd situation. But that is besides the point. Any last thoughts on terrible games, Cameron? Make good games. We probably didn't list the ones you were thinking of, for sure. But we've all had ex- uh, experiences with terrible video games. We'd love to know what awful games you've played. Who knows? Maybe Cameron and I will do a Let's Play of the worst games we've played before. Oof. I also, we completely neglected an entire library of trash games on Steam. I have bought them all. (laughs) I guarantee you, I have most of them. Okay. Yeah, so maybe someday we'll do some terrible video games Mm -hmm. in that that sense, but... I kind of like good games, though. Me too. Looking at my, my, like, trophy list, like, I haven't bought that many bad games recently. Oh, I, I feel like I bought some bad ones, but I, I don't really... I couldn't tell you what they are. Yeah. Uh, most of the bad ones I buy are, like, disc, and so I just sell them back. Yeah. That's yeah. what I find. Um, Like, JD brought me Troll and I. I don't think I ever played it. Sorry, what JD. What is that? Don't talk about it. All right? <laughs> Let's just skip over that topic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 44 of Everything Comes From Something. Um... Yeah, you know what to do if you like the show. You can subscribe to us, give us a rating on iTunes, and check out our patreon.com slash ECFS podcast for support there. Um, it's been a good episode, Cameron. We have went an hour and 20. We've been trying to keep it a shorter show. Let's do it. Let's wrap it up. We can wrap it up, but you did mention something about E3 predictions. Mm, I want to save that for later. We can save it. That's totally fine. Let's save it. Again, tell us what terrible games you guys have played. Maybe we'll have to do some video content eventually someday we've been saying that teasing forever (laughs) who knows nothing we don't ever know but cool it's been great hanging with you guys